Did we finally have a good Monaco race? Will Charles ever lift his Monaco curse? And why are the FIA so scared of water? All these questions answered and more on Final Sector's race breakdown of the Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> Very good. Uh, my name is Michael, as always, joined by Kyle uh, to break yep. down what was uh, a, actually a decent Monaco race. It's a, one of a long, many years since I've been able to say that. Um, I want to start by saying a couple of things. First of all, uh, big apologies for, for not releasing a uh, preview for this one. Uh, last week was a bit crap, uh, particularly for me, but both of us, uh, it was it was just not it's not a good week for us. Uh, I, I kind of, we sort of just kept delaying, delaying before I just decided to, to kind of pull the plug and realize it just wasn't worth it mm. by the time it was like Saturday night and it was like two hours before qualifying. And I'm like, I just... I'm still in, I'm in bed like nearly passed out. I'm like, ah, maybe I could record it and edit it and get it out by qualifying, but it's like, ah, is it worth it? Not really. So yes, what's the audience? <laughs> yeah. So uh, if if we want to go predictions, I was going to go Leclerc, Leclerc anyway. Ooh, big. Uh, <laughs> I had the same. Yeah. My notes. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, nice. but uh, we'll, we'll write that one off for this week. So. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, uh, Monaco. I was expecting to talk quite a lot about uh, like free practice and qualifying. I made a lot of notes for that and expecting the race just to be one line saying Monaco. Um, yes. But uh, it turns out uh, weather played a very, very big factor in, in this weekend. But um, I want to start... I'm going to sort of break it down event by event because it's kind of... It has a, a real chronological... Uh, really aspect to, to it for this one yes um but yeah we'll start with free practice uh the couple of notes that i had from the practice sessions is uh the first big one is that the mercedes while they weren't pur porpoising they had severe bouncing uh particularly through that swimming pool chicane that car looked a real handful um I, I guess because of the super stiff suspension maybe just because of the way they're running the car they were just more prone to it but uh yeah i don't know that car looked absolute shite uh, for what it's worth mm. everyone seemed to comment saying it was a little rougher yeah. ride than i expected but particularly the radio of the two mercedes yeah. was very much this is yep. <laughs> unbearable i think yep. was it hamilton was even asking for extra padding and everything like that Something, like it was yeah. <laughs> apparently so bad it was not good i don't know how you could yeah. control, like it, it was so visible even from like wide shots from like far away you could just see it like duh, 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 through these this yes. tiny section through this fast swimming pool chicane section i'm just like how they're not putting that into the wall is beyond me oh yes it was unreal um so yeah that was that was a, a big talking point through the practice sessions the other big talking point was the fact that max uh wasn't really there and he, he sort of wasn't there more or less all weekend uh perez had the upper hand on him on just about every single session uh was either with max or faster than him uh was able to to, to get a handle on the car uh through the streets of Monaco, of Monaco much much better than Max did. So mm. uh, Max was always starting on the back foot and there was always um, this question through the free practices, like, well, is it now Charles v. Max? Because they were... Uh, Charles v. Perez, not Charles v. Max. Because uh, they were the two that were sort of, uh, you know, battling back and forth for those 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 top times. So, mm. um, yeah, Perez, very, very comfortable here. Um, as obviously, if you've watched the race, you know he went on to win it. So... Well, what do you Good mean? Oh God, I've spoiled it. I thought um, this was just a quality breakdown. <laughs> and then the last thing is uh, 
something we'll probably touch on, maybe not this video, but I kind of do want to touch on potentially in the podcast uh, up this weekend, but uh, MGUK failures for both Mick and Valtteri during the free practice sessions, which is more Ferrari power unit issues. Mm. It's That Ferrari power unit has had a lot of issues the last couple of races, the last couple of weekends. Um, it's It hasn't... I was going to say it hasn't really affected the Ferrari team as of yet, but surely they've got to be worried. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's, I think it's the second issue that uh, is it, it Valtteri's had uh, in a free practice with a Ferrari power unit or, or Alpha or something. Like, the, I feel like Alpha just have a lot of issues with their power unit. I don't know if it's just yes. the way they're running the car, but, um, and maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just their setups that make the power unit a bit more fragile but the packaging or whatever yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that but it is cause for concern for for ferrari and that power unit in terms of reliability at the moment but um uh any other notes you had from free practice or you happen to move on to quality no we can we can move on from there i think that sums it up beauty uh moving on to qualifying qualifying was uh it's it's always it's always good at monaco it's always kind of the highlight you always go into uh go into the weekend thinking saturday is extraordinary and then sunday is sleep and you go you, you know you <laughs> just pass out after lap one and you realize that's the result um qualifying was, was particularly interesting in the sense that uh q1 was a lot cooler in terms of the track temperature there was a lot of track evolution um drivers were having to do multiple laps on the same set of tires and they were just getting faster and faster and faster and all drivers as well you'd mm. see the top runners went through and yep. then some of the lower food went through and then they were yep. crushing them by like half a second you're like what and then they'd come yep. back through so it was one of those sessions where everyone needed to be out there yep and it was monaco so a double whammy that crowded streets and everyone trying to get a yeah. clean lap in and not bin it and uh, yeah it was it was quite uh, yeah, it, it, very crowded. It's, it's, it's definitely one, very busy. Um, it, there was a, the red flag thrown up during Q1 after Sonoda hit the barrier. Still don't know why that was a red flag. It seems, again, um, you know, these stewards this year seem to have a bit of a happy trigger finger for the red flag. Uh, seems to be yes. another instance of it where they just threw it. Uh, there was no debris on the track. There was no, obviously, Sonoda didn't stop on track. Um, there was no real reason to red flag it, it I th- seemed, yeah there yeah. wasn't a reason to red flag i think i think the case is where if they if if a marshal has a judgment call to throw up a physical red flag mm-hmm. and it's seen then basically that goes to a track-wide thing it doesn't have to be like that's right checked yep. off or whatever right because they say look if someone on the scene is throwing it up for safety then that's that's how it works right it probably does seem like he was a little trigger happy i mean it was a fair knock to be fair with the barrier and some stuff did kind of fly off so maybe he merely thought oh Sooner he's going to stop right in the middle of the chicane. Well, of course, I got a red flag this because mm. we've got to get the car out of there, right? But then he ended up trundling on anyway. Um, and it was ironic considering we had the red flag and then they said, oh, Sonoda's hit the wall as they showed Sonoda going into the garage. We went, yeah. okay, but he obviously hasn't hit it that bad if he's yeah, being wheeled yeah. into the garage. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit like, uh, and right. then everyone went, is it a Ferrari? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Can we see the Ferrari cars, please? We need to know it's not them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was. it was... Very, very strange. But uh, regardless, it left us with two and a half minutes uh, at the end of Q1, which is, again, Monaco, tight track. Everyone, the track evolution, everyone obviously wants to get back out because these last flying runs are very, very important. And then we had the gamesmanship in the end of the pit lane again, which (laughs) I thought last race we had some kind of uh, 
discussion on not doing that and drivers all of a sudden started doing that again this race yeah i um, don't know if it's because last race because it wasn't the rule going into last race i think they started was, to do it yes. and they made a call to say hey by the way from now on you can't yeah. do this but yeah. then i don't know if they carried that forward there seem to be mm. a few themes of that which we might go on later as well where a few almost race notes from previous races weren't carried forward mm. here particularly some notes on pit exits and things like that apparently also weren't carried forward so this could have been one of those but again it, 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 it's it's not helping our case for last year where we're like the right. FIA is going to clean everything up and this weekend they're again all... as we get into a few more points it's all... kind of like what's going on here they're all over the place at the moment <laughs> yes. uh, but anyway so we had yeah two two and a half minutes uh I think just about everyone got to the line in time I think only Hamilton Gasly Joe and Bottas uh didn't get to the line in time uh, so it was it was very very costly for for Gasly and Joe in particular who were both out in Q1 uh, and both of them absolutely could have gone a lot faster. Given they just their didn't teammates. get a go at yeah. it, right? So you yeah. really don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Gasly I think missed it by about a second or half a second uh, as they as they showed on the replays. So um, yeah, it's it's frustrating, especially when again it's like literally the previous race they were they were told you know, mid-sessions, like, no, you can't keep doing this. And then they literally, the next race, they go back to, like, coming out of the pit lane, like, I'm going to slow down. Uh, yes. Had enough time. Had enough time. Okay, <laughs> now I can go. It's like, come on. They need they, they need to... They need to implement some sort of rule for that rather than just, like, throwing it up when it gets bad. Um, yeah. Because the drivers are just going to keep abusing it and every time it comes up. So, anyway. It's all well and fair if you have... Let's say, in for example, in IndyCar, we have a super wide pit lane and they encourage people to race out of the yeah, pit lane. Hey, that's yeah. fine, because oh, then people be can do what they want. But here, when you have a single file, everyone's mm. stuck there, you can't then just go, I'm going to leave the pit exit. Oh, 30-second penalty, see ya. Yep. So, yep. yeah, they could just say, hey, first in best dressed, but then it's like, ugh, like, come on, mm. just, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We've anyway. had this gone for so long now, yeah. minimum lap <laughs> yeah. time, maximum lap time. Just clean it up, come yep. on. Yeah. <laughs> Put, put something, do something, do anything. Yeah. Uh, all right, anyway, so we get to Q2. Um, the track temperatures start to rise. I think the, the sun comes out from under the, out over the clouds and track's mm. temperature rises by like six or seven degrees or something. So pretty significant uh, to the point where Hamilton's actually complaining of his rear tires getting way too hot uh, by the end of the lap, uh, which, you know, given that they could do multiple laps in Q1, it seems like that track temperature differential is uh was was quite huge um mm. and then uh vessel makes it into q3 for aston and both alpines i think make it through as well was probably the biggest yep. two of the biggest stands up but yeah vettel into q3 was uh uh was was huge considering again that that aston is is obviously not where they want to be right now we only so. have one race to base mm. off the new kit and looked pretty poor and even in practice it seemed yep. meh and his mm. teammate got knocked out in Q1, right? So, again, kudos to, yep. to him picking up the slack. For sure, considering for sure. his poor form recently. Good on yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Ricardo uh, out in Q2 as well. Uh, he's Ooh. still having a bit of a struggle. I think that's something we are going to talk about. It's a topic that I want to bring up on the podcast. So if you want to see yes. a little bit more uh, about the, uh, the whole Ricardo chat that's going on, uh, tune into the podcast coming out uh, this weekend on Spotify. Um, and... Uh, both the Alfa Romeos, uh, I think. Oh, sorry, not not Alfa, both the Alfa Romeos are out by Q two. So Bottas goes out uh, as well, which surprised me, uh, given the fact that uh, they're supposed to their strong suit is supposed to be 
low speed corners and like traction in low speed and their corners. Chassis, so yep. Their chassis, and Bottas will, going yeah. into the weekend, and a lot of pundits are going, "Hey, Bottas might pull out something special here, considering yep. he's been doing really well so far, and yep. yet this track." He's always liked it and felt comfortable there and the car mm. should have suited and yet it just didn't come together and you kind of yeah. went, oh, that's a bit of a shame. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I think, I don't know if he got, he might have gotten unlucky in, in, in qualifying. It's it's hard to keep track of every driver. You don't know if he uh, got unlucky yeah. or if everyone else just extra nailed it right. There's yep. so many little things and especially because these are new cars, right? Mm. It's, you know, we can't just say, oh, but that car's good on a low speed and that in a high speed. Yep. Like with... Yep. You know, with certainty, so it's um mm. yeah, it's tricky to say, but um yep. certainly it was um it was tight out there. It was hard, it was hard to predict in that lower midfield who was going to get through. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, then we move on to Q three. Uh, Q three, Leclerc takes the the pole position on the first run. Point uh, two seconds faster than all three of his competitors in Science Perez and Max. So he's like so comfortable, clear favorite, there. very very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the track temps cool again. Uh, as the cloud comes over and the track temps start to go down again. So it's, it was very weird uh, qualifying in terms of finding the right window for the tyres. Yeah. Um, but the biggest news to come out of that qualifying is obviously Perez uh, getting a bit sideways out of, um, was it uh, Portier? Is that what the corner's called? Going so, under the straight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, slides into the wall, uh, gets the yellow flags, but signs behind him can't react quick enough. Tries to get on the inside to try and avoid him, but in doing so, has to hit the brakes, lose the rear, go straight into Perez, and then causes a big old traffic jam. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, then you randomly pan to Alonso, who's also in the wall at Mirabeau. And it's just, <laughs> just like. <laughs> they only pans right. him for about half a second. Yeah, it's just like. You were like, did I imagine that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> also, Alonso's dead. Back to this one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so. Obviously, everyone pushing a bit a bit hard on that final lap. I think Alonso actually said he, he just it was just a mistake on his part. Um, Perez's was was very very low speed. It was kind of an odd one. I don't know if he said it was like if it was a, his mistake kind of thing or whether or not he mm. just I don't know what it was there. But yeah, it seemed, it seemed like a kind one. of just over that limit, right? You yeah, see his yeah. onboard and it looks yep. fine, and then suddenly the rear goes, and you kind of think it's just. It's one of those instances where if it wasn't Monaco, you know, you would have just mm. seen someone slip out a bit and then go on, but because there's a wall there, well, then he yeah, <laughs> plonks yeah. right into it and GG. <laughs> yeah, so uh, did end up ruining uh, pretty much everyone else's run behind him as obviously they threw the red flag. I don't think anyone completed their run, which is... No, because they're all kind of on runs together. That's it, yeah, which is kind of a shame uh, in the sense that Leclerc was out in front. He wasn't affected because he was ahead of Perez, but he was on a fucking monster lap. Um, what was it? Point four, four tenths, something ahead? Four tenths up uh, <laughs> by the time the red flag was shown and he was just getting into the sh- swimming pool chicane, I think it was, when it was thrown. Um, or like just coming coming around that uh, yeah. uh, that left turn. Yeah, he kind of done the, the hard yeah. bit, then he just had the safe bit to finish yeah, off at the yeah. end, right? So, uh, yeah, that... Unless he would have crashed into the wall himself, I think he was going to get pole anyway. Um, Yes. Well, let's even if he did crash into the wall like he has in the past, still the argument is whether. Mm. Like I think the I think the point is is that even though he had the red flag, the top four probably would have stayed similar anyway from what we'd seen so far. Uh, I mean, Max Max seemed to hop on and say that he think he really could be on a flyer, but then again. Mm. 
as we said, the tracks were cooling and that, which made it a bit harder. And yes, I mean, Leclerc was flying, but I think he was just in another zone of his own and on another level. I think that Red Bull on limit was a bit slippy in that. So mm. arguably there might've been a bit of a change up behind him, but then also arguably he kind of went air, but this actually doesn't set up that bad grid order, at least for oh, the yeah. top, top areas as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, there you go. It was again. It was uh, uh, Ferrari lockout. Leclerc science, as they seem to be doing most races at the moment. Uh, they just seem to have a very fast car for qualifying. Um, and then uh, Perez in P three ahead of Verstappen uh, again. Uh, while Verstappen was in that better lap, Perez uh, yeah had had the better banker, so was able to to keep that spot going in again. Seemed more comfortable than Verstappen uh, all the weekend, all, all through the yeah. weekend. So. Uh, fair play to him. Let's let's go to the race. There's a, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, <laughs> l- of the points that I've got, I've sort of got. Where a, do we start? Where are you going? What, I'm a, curious. What point of day you are going to start at? Well, <laughs> or, yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna talk about the. Okay, let's go. The points that I've got, let's go point number one. And that's <laughs> the start or lack thereof uh, is the point I've got. Uh, the race didn't technically start for, I think, a little over an hour before the race finally got going. Um, the initial start... So what what was happening is uh, it was 3 o'clock local time is when it was uh, supposed to start. About 10 minutes before, so like 2.50ish, 10 minutes before it was supposed to start... There were some light drops, which started to get a bit heavier, and were like, everyone was obviously excited. It's like, ooh, this could be a rainy start. Uh, the FIA uh, initially delayed the start time to, to nine minutes past three, uh, based on the fact that they were... M- okay, I've got quotes here, because I don't... This is... I agree with most of their decisions, except for the initial one. Uh, but the FAI were monitoring a severe downpour... Uh, approaching the circuit and suspended um, and it was done for suspended the race start it was done for safety reasons in consideration that there had been no wet running this weekend so they delayed the start because it might rain heavier so you know what's stupid though Mm -hmm. they said that and then after the race they also came out to say oh by the way we also couldn't do the start procedure because there was electrical problems on the grid yeah but they didn't say that initially for whatever reason so of course everyone's going well it's starting to rain and they're delaying it oh they're being a bunch of (laughs) pussies right and even the commentators right but then allegedly it came out that they initially also were trying to delay it because they were trying to fix these issues that meant apparently the start lights wouldn't go on. And of course, well, that's mm. a bit of an issue if you can't have your start lights go on. Mm. So apparently that was part of it as well. But I don't know why that wasn't disclosed and they kind of came out with this weather thing initially. And you went, okay, so, fair enough. But <laughs> So from my understanding, the power outage didn't happen till after that point? They made that call, okay. So... I'm going to try and run through everything in the order that I think it happened from the, okay. the, the minimal research that uh, that I did. Yes. But yeah, so roughly 10 minutes uh, was 10 minutes after the start was when they were supposed to start as they were, you know, they were they were monitoring this situation. It's like, oh, there could be a big downpour. I don't know why they couldn't just get the race going then and let the teams figure it out. I did think of another point, actually, I remember. Okay. Uh, someone was saying was that because on the Monaco grid, because it's so restricted, it's really hard to bring stuff on and off the grid if you suddenly mm. need it. 
And I think they also mentioned they also did it because they gave time for the teams if they wanted to go get their wet tyres. So... So, Mentioning that too. That was the (laughs) second delay. The start was delayed from the 3.09 to the 3.16, and that delay was because of... uh, That was to give the uh, team's time change to change the wet weather tyres, but that was the second delay. Fair enough. That second delay, completely okay with. The first delay... Let them start on the tyres they have because it was fine. They decided the tyres. If the teams decided they made or the drivers decided they made it a bad choice, fine. Bring them into the pits and let them change the tyres. Let them live with the decision they made. I don't understand why the start time was delayed by 10 minutes because something bad might happen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just don't... I don't really get that part. Everything that came after it, I can i get an understand like i get it i get it that first 10 minutes delay i'm yeah, just like yeah, yeah. i don't know why they didn't just start the you race. don't know why the first 10 minutes call was by mm. the way we could see something big might be coming for exactly the having yeah. everyone die on an outlap yeah let's give the teams a chance to five extra minutes to decide if they want to put on mm. wet tires or not right yeah and considering as well uh, where i might have started was on the grid walk where brundle started asking a few drivers he was saying do you feel spots of rain and half the drivers were saying our radar say there's no rain and other mm. drivers were saying our radar says there's a downpour and everyone mm. was like what why what yeah. <laughs> Why do half the teams think there's a different thing? So, as you say, it's the fact that that was the initial decision. It seemed to be like, with everything else going on, but that's the kind of first delay they made it. It was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's yeah. Se- obviously that second delay, um, it was another seven minutes. That was to, to let them change to the wet weather tires. Uh, fair enough. Obviously, they, they need to give them that time, especially if it is now. Uh, they can't let drivers start on... I think there were still people on slick tyres at that point. They, there yes. was no way they were going to let them start on slick tyres. And as we said, there was apparently really hard for mechanics to get their gear mm. and they you know, yes. they didn't want yep. to say, well, stuff that you didn't run over first, so bad luck, Johnny. It's like, well, yeah. no, hold on. Here. Reminder that Jos Capito is a hero uh, for wheeling tyres uh, with his team. Uh, according to Ted Kravitz, he's he's a true he's a It true really hero. was all hands on deck. Mm, yeah, good yeah. on him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, they went out behind the safety car uh, initially after they got all those tires on. Uh, the rain got considerably heavier. The first uh, lap looked yeah. okay, and then you saw the second lap, and, and you were like, like, "Oh dear, mm, yeah, okay." There's <laughs> and then actually on the radio, puddles, all the drivers yeah. that seemed quite confident were kind of like, "Hold on here, maybe mm. this isn't a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we might yeah. need to wait a bit, fellas." <laughs> yeah, uh, and then they did delay the start. And I, after looking at that second lap, the first lap, I was sitting there like, "Come on, we need to get racing. This is they've driven in the wet before. What's the point of having wet tires?" And the second lap, they yes. came around that back section again, through towards the swimming pool section. I was like. Okay, that's uh, that's a bit wetter than yes. I thought it was. So, uh, and then they did uh, delay the start. And from my understanding, once they sort of came into the pit lane, that's about when the power outage happened, uh, okay. which then caused the starting systems to fail, uh, which which also sort of contributed to the the, the really long wait time before. Uh, it's also why they could only do rolling starts from then on, despite the fact that uh, particularly that second. Uh, after the second red flag, they absolutely could have done a standing start. Yes, as part of the new rules. Um, yeah. But yeah, the reason they couldn't is uh, they, they were unsure whether or not the systems would work properly for uh, for a standing start. So they just used the rolling starts just to be safe. Which yep. uh, after the fact, when I read that, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Fair enough. Um, you know, they better to be safe than they get under the start and then nothing happens. They're just like, 
all right, let's go around again. Like it's yes, uh, they don't want that. So, um, but yeah, so after an hour and ten minutes, they finally do get going. Um, the track is they they do start on all wets because if they're starting behind the safety car, I didn't know this was a rule actually. But if they're starting behind a safety car, they it's a rule that they have to start on on the full wets. Um, but uh, on the uh, formation lap or that that first lap before they got started, both. Stroll and Latifi, uh, the Canadian Canadian duo. <laughs> F1 specialist. <laughs> and they say I'm slow, eh? Um, <laughs> Stroll and Latifi both have some minor collisions with, with the wall on their a outlets. A bit of a clobber. Um, both separate instances. I, sh- I should point that out. They're both completely separate, but they both go into, into the wall and both end up having to pit uh, with you know to, to fix whatever damage they have. Um but then we finally get going, and it's not long before... And this is my second point, finally. actually get to the second point of the race. And that <laughs> is uh, the switch to Inters, which uh, turns out happened very quickly for, for a couple of drivers. Um, Schumacher, Gasly, and Latifi, uh, all, I think it was on effectively the second lap of the race, uh, they came in for those intermediate tyres. And given how... Latifi was a weird one, because he just literally went off on those full wets on the formation lap on the full wets and he comes in for the intermediates i thought it was a bit of a weird choice but it was very much a case of we're in last Bloody we might as well try something try it. if yeah. we skid off the track who cares mm. yeah and i think gasly was the same he was starting in 17th or something because well, he was so he? far yeah. down and he knew yeah 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 and turns out to be uh what would have been a, a very very good uh choice for gasly but those first couple of laps on those intermediates was uh a little scary uh, those tires were. Uh, it was it was definitely a few laps before uh, before enters for sure. But mm. um, uh, in terms of the start, in very Monaco fashion, there was pretty much no change for the lead or like any positions at all. I think maybe Ocon got a position from what I could see, but the only positions that happened I were <laughs> because Schumacher, Gasly, and Latifi pitted, and everyone went yes. ahead of them. That was all I could see. Um, but the interesting thing was seeing how those drivers on the intermediates were going to go. Uh, and by lap six, Gasly set the fastest yeah, lap of the race. Gasly. Um, so it <laughs> was the action, man. It was about four laps of, uh, real sketchy driving. Like every time they caught to him, it was just not, it was not inters. It didn't look like it. And then just started getting this immense amount of grip and just started setting mm. these huge, huge lap times. Um, and that sort of set the uh, set in motion what would be uh, a, an interesting tire strategy for the race. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had Vettel and Sonoda came in lap seven for Inters, I guess, reacting to the fact that Gasly was the fastest person on track. Um, it ended up that the Inters in general were just starting to go faster than the uh, the front runners on the wet tires. So your Ferraris and Red Bulls by lap eight. They were going faster than the front runners. Um, the biggest thing was the the intermediate runners, while they were fast, they couldn't overtake. Track position is still really, really important at Monaco, uh, which is why I think a lot of those teams out in front were just trying to hold off as long as they could because uh, you, don't, you don't really want to give up track position. So, um, and the other kind of thing was because the rain was drying quite rapidly, but it was still, as in the rain was slowing down, but it was still quite cool, mm. was that then it was a case of we started here saying, well, do we go this wet to into to dry, 
Or do we try cut out that middleman, right? And try to mm. predict that. And then a the bit of the mind games of the undercutter. Will it overcut? Or is it too early or too late? Or what traffic am I going to go into? Am I going to be behind back markers, which yeah. turned out to be relevant? Yes, so yes, yes. It indeed. was very interesting. Yeah, but uh, by lap 13, there was a dry line forming. Um, a few of the drivers uh, made a choice. Well, the first driver to come in uh, of... I, I was going to say of relevance, but maybe that's uh, that's a bad word. Uh, of the <laughs> of the front runners that were sort of romping out ahead of those four, um, the first to come in was uh, Perez, and he I think responded to Hamilton coming in uh, to to Inter's I think on lap sixteen I think it was. Um, mm. and I think by this stage, uh, Signs made a comment on the radio saying, uh, we'll just go straight to hards. Like, we'll just wait. We'll go straight to hards. I guess he saw yep. the dry line, realized if we can just stay out, uh, use the last of this wet tire, go straight onto the hards, completely skip out a pit stop, uh, then they'll be better off. Turns out, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later, it did uh, work quite well for him, um, as it turns out. But uh, Perez, uh, yeah, obviously came in for the Inters, comes out just ahead of Russell in P5, and I'm, I think just ahead of Russell, which I think was mm. very, very important for his race. If he ended up getting stuck behind Russell, I don't think he wins the race. Um, yep. So, uh, but yeah, Sainz decided to stay out on the wets, waiting for the drives, as I said. Um, and it's not till, uh, I think, a couple of laps later that Leclerc and Verstappen both pit. They come in uh, the same lap for the Inters. So, I think it's it's either one or two laps uh, after Perez does, and uh, as it turns out, that was uh, that was a lap or two too late as uh, Perez ended up taking the lead. Uh, he was catching signs super super quickly on those inters. It was mm. it was turning out that th- those inters were the tire to be on, um, and I was I kind of felt a little bad for signs because I thought at, at this stage I'm just like signs is on the wrong strategy. Like there's no way this is the right strategy. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know that it was it was sort of a bit all over the place. But it it seemed like uh, you know the progressive wet to inters to 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 uh, slicks was going to be the Tries, way to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, it, it did end up working out for science. We'll talk about it a bit. But I don't know if you if you saw anything in the uh, the the wet stages of the race that uh, you found a bit interesting before I move on to. Uh, the switch to the dryers, but... I don't know. I think... I don't really remember. (laughs) I think I was just kind of going with it and I couldn't really make any prediction. I Mm. think it was exciting that we didn't just see the four of them kind of come in line of stone doing the same thing. And again, I think that, although it was drying quickly and people going to inters, it almost seemed like after, like... It was almost like it was on, like, a two-lap window to go on that. And it almost seemed like, as you Mm. say, that kind of staying out like Signs was intending to... And we should say as well at that point is they were basically saying to Sainz, hey, what do you think? Should we, you know, yeah. get, get these wets off? And he was like, no. And then they were like, come on, man, let's... And he was like, no, 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 no. Like, come on, guys, yep. I know what I'm doing here. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting too, where you'd think, you know, that the team would, you know, know the best strategy. And yet Sainz mm. is very much there going, no, 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 no. Trust me here, guys. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it was, it was um, yeah, a lot going on. I yeah. kind of was just watching going i'm trying to follow you i don't know mm. i don't know <laughs> I, ma- I made a lot of notes uh but yeah, yeah it was it was still so hard to just like uh keep on track of everything the other thing i guess that was uh slightly relevant uh is the uh ocon hamilton collision into turn one uh that obviously comes into into play a bit later as ocon 
uh, does get a five second penalty. Yeah, Hamilton was hounding Ocon. Mm. Ocon was doing all right. We saw it was again talk about Monaco race direction where nothing happens and yet we still only see half of it. Right. Mm. We saw the first time when Hamilton tried to go around the outside and, and kind of got was it outside or inside that he um they had an incident into T one which we saw on camera where they came together and you yeah. kind of went a bit uh, that was maybe a bit ambitious. Yeah. And then you heard about another incident. Where Hamilton was like, he put me in the wall, and we thought, well, yeah, that's not what yeah. we saw because there was no wall. And then yeah, I didn't end up seeing it until yeah. I didn't end up seeing it until after the race, and he actually kind of did have a bit of a crunch into the wall, which I is how he got. I didn't even see that one at all. Yeah, so. I only saw it uploaded after because people had to go and find it because yeah. they didn't show it at all, and that was arguably the more interesting contact mm. and crunch there. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Ocon gets a five place, a five second penalty for that, not five place. Uh, it ends up putting him out of the points. Uh, he had some choice words to say about that as well. Yes. Uh, but, uh, at the end of the day that, uh, you know, you have to respect the penalties that come through. Uh, again, I didn't yes. see that second one. Maybe that one was worthy of a penalty. The first one was a bit touch and go. I think the first um, one was fine. The yeah. second one is, I, I don't, mm. it's kind of hit and miss. O- Ocon's argument was. They were basically, it's when they're going into T1, and yeah. they're kind of like that wall comes out near the pit lane a bit, and Hamilton yeah. had just a bit on his inside, and Ocon kind of bumped him and didn't give him room into the wall, and his argument was, well, he wasn't even looking in his mirror there, because he mm. was focusing on his line, and he wasn't checking to see if Hamilton was there, and mm. Hamilton was arguably just there enough, but it could have been a much bigger impact, so... Yeah, gotcha. I feel like it's one of the... Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe because they already had the first incident, I can then see maybe the two of them together, maybe give him a, a bat in the back and go, okay, maybe you're being a bit rough out there, right? But mm. in it, yeah, I don't, I don't know. As an incident by itself, I think it might have still been a little harsh. But the yeah. two of them together, as I said, um, I think, yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah, fair enough. Ocon uh, needed to learn some words from his mentor, the Minister of Spanish Defence. <laughs> yeah, he made yeah, later yeah, on the yeah. race. He clearly was um, mate, lacking some skills there for defence we'll from Hamilton. That. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I was saying, I think the the one of the, the the highlights for me during that whole inter phase was was Gasly uh, on those intermediate tyres. He was making an absolute charge through the field. Yes. Uh, some of the overtakes that he was making in like certain like. You already can't there's, everywhere. There's, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Like there's, there's pretty much like drivers always say there's like two overtaking opportunities, maybe three. Like at the end of the straight, um, there's one uh, before the sort of hairpin section. Like as you go inside in, the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just there. Uh, and then uh, yeah, like at the yeah the end of the tunnel, and then I think just before uh, like the last complex uh at the end like last two corners that's about the only places you see overtakes and he was just finding you know other corners to overtake uh it was it was unreal racing um yeah that was i thought was fun to watch uh uh through there i'm not biased at all I definitely Gasly's not, not one bias. of my it was Gas, good not one of my favorite drivers at all, and I, I, I always pay attention to him a lot mm-hmm. more. <laughs> um, but anyway, so moving on from uh, the switch to Inters is the switch to Slicks. Uh, as we as we said, most uh, most went on to the Inters uh, at some point, but uh, as 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 we mentioned, Signs stayed on uh, on the wet tires and went straight to the Slicks. Um, but the first person I think to go out on the hards looks like I wrote down that uh, uh, Mick came out on on the hards. I lap th- 19. Yeah, I was about to say I think it was Mick. Yeah, um, and that sort of uh, yeah, everyone then started to 
started to come in for the sneaks. Once they in. saw that he didn't crash, they were kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. fair enough, let's let's yep. do it. Obviously, this means it's going to yep. be yep. quicker again. But exactly. interesting as we'll probably get into, from what was a wet to inter that looked like an undercut, interestingly, this kind of seemed like you could do a bit of an overcut, like the crossover mm. wasn't directly there. It was much more interesting. Yep, yep. I wonder if it... Uh, because it's sort of a wet track and being the hard tyres, I wonder if that tyre temperature was... It was just hard to... Like, even if there was a dry line, just trying to get that temperature into the hards to put yes, out Yes, and then having lap. a much drier line even a few laps later yep, means you can yep. get it up so much quicker that mm. you gain a lot more of that time, you'd lose heating yeah. it up. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Also, the fact that most drivers weren't out on those inters for very long means there was still they were a lot still of life pretty fresh tires. and they can run some they can push those yeah they can they can put yeah. in like a, a, a massive lap that on on tires that are already as long already as the warm, track is yeah. cold those tires can still perform yeah, yeah yeah that's it so uh but yeah mick came in then albon ricardo joe um bottas kmag uh they all started to come in um and then ferrari uh, they had a double stack, which, as it turns out, was something that was not planned. Um, Oopsie. And my uh, my fourth point that I have here is the Ferrari <laughs> master plan makes its grand return. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the clown suits are back out, boys. Uh, but yeah, the Ferrari master plan ensures the Monaco curse remains uh for leclerc but uh leclerc was was told to pit and then as he's coming into the pits he's fear is like frantically told stay out stay out stay out and uh yep leclerc comes in to the pits uh behind signs uh as they double stack and then uh ends up in in fourth uh after after being in pole from 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 qualifying and ends out ends up uh the, the worst of the four uh by the end of the pit stops uh yeah, it's not, it's not not great, not great. <laughs> Do you think he only just missed out on Verstappen? I have again. Mm. You could put this down to FIA incompetency. I haven't specifically looked, but I've seen a lot of people saying that the Williams, God bless his heart, Latifi, the championship <laughs> decider, once again putting his hand in the mix. Mm. Um, I couldn't remember who was ahead of Signs and who was ahead of. Leclerc, Sign- uh, they were both Latifi- very, Latifi very heavily was ahead of signs, and he got held up uh, on that. Allegedly, on that they were both yeah. very, very heavily held up by them as backmarkers. I think one yes. said there was like eight blue flags, the other was twelve blue flags, and no one of the rule is by the fourth or something. You have to give significant yeah. leverage to let them through if they're just behind you. Otherwise, you get bopped on the head. I didn't realize it was that and many actually. It's, it's only a few, it's not many, yeah. It's no, as in strict. I didn't realise it was like 8 or 12 that they Oh, given, yes, yeah. they said for like, I think for like, uh, so, for one, I don't remember which was which, but one of them was like half a lap or something, and they said mm. they were pretty significantly impacted. And as we saw when, when Max came out, and this is again, was referring to before about Max maybe being a little cheeky, kind of only just popped out ahead as well. Mm. So there's an ambulance saying, hey, you reverse those roles, and then they're obviously going to be stuck there for the rest of the race. So, yeah. Yep. Bad yeah. pit call, and then unlucky, and then, oh dear, oh dear. And then they still had the rest of the race to run out, <laughs> just sitting there, just fuming, going, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll let you cover the rest of how that played out, though. No, so, uh, yeah, so obviously, uh, they double double stack, uh, obviously, they. I think, I think the idea was uh, that they were going to... I think the plan was to... Uh, like double stack them, but this is before they realized how much faster Leclerc was on those, uh, on those 
enters behind signs on those yes. on those completely dead wets. And he was catching him so quickly that they wanted him to stay out and then go another lap on those tires uh, and then obviously do that overcut, which he probably would have ended up... Uh, I don't know where he would have ended ahead up. Of ahead of signs and ahead of Max yeah. and potentially so, yep. even out in the lead of the race, yeah, right, as so, well. Uh, yeah, coming in that lap was, was a very... Very costly mistake. Uh, well, it was a nail in the coffin, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, as soon as he 100%. came in there, you went, oh, that's P4. That's <laughs> Done and dusted. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, the next lap, uh, Red Bull do their double stack for, for the slicks as well. Um, Perez, as as we know, comes out ahead of science and Verstappen just out ahead of Leclerc. Um, and yeah, I think they Ferrari made investigations into whether or not they uh, both crossed the uh, the pit exit line. Pit exit, uh, yeah. They were both cleared. Again, you mentioned uh, FIA incompetence. Uh, I think there was a little bit to do with that because I think... Edward... I think this was when they mentioned something mm. they clarified a few weeks ago, but then they didn't move it apparently forward in the notes. Yes. And it, but I don't know even again. I seem to see a lot of... Um, pundit opinion kind of saying even with that carried forward they saw it was kind of on the line because ugh, i don't know enough about it to be mm. honest but it seemed to generally be that even if that was carried forward it seemed a little kind of hit and miss um i don't i don't know enough to give up my yeah, full yeah. call or opinion on it mm. but it was pretty quickly after the race dismissed after it was brought up so obviously they yeah. were pretty confident in saying no 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 this is this is a nothing right yep yeah so yeah it is what it is um I do, yeah, they, I think that the rule that they were carrying, or the the rule that uh, Eduardo Freitas, who was the um, uh, the, the guy in charge, head uh, FIA man thank in charge, you, yeah, yeah the, uh, <laughs> race director, race director, thank you. Um, he had a 2021 version of the rule, like w- written word uh. of the rule, uh, which is probably why it was written so poorly. Uh, but yeah, apparently that's <laughs> yes. the discrepancy between what is the current rules and what uh, what the race director uh, had laid out for the rules, I think, is what led to a lot of the confusion. Um, mm. Because, yeah, he had... And, and the fact that I think uh, there's this whole idea that uh, the, the rules that the race director has supersedes what the... I don't, I don't know. It was something weird. But yeah, like they, yeah, they yeah. go off what, what the saying, race yeah. director rules have. Um regardless of what the overarching rules are, they go off what their rules are. Well, the rules of the sport or the teams have yeah, to go yeah. under and that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it was all very confusing, obviously. It's this whole, they get the final call, final judgment thing, right? That's yeah, how they yeah. backed up, <clears throat> excuse me, backed up the massive decisions from last mm, year, was yes. saying it's still the final call lies there, right? Yep. So it's kind of... Yep. <laughs> Again, whether they had the updated rule, I don't, I, I don't know if it would have made a difference. I saw. I haven't watched it, but I saw the race did put out a video. I think actually analyzing it. So hey, go and watch that if you, if you're interested. That might actually address it in better detail mm. than we ever could. Yep. Um, yeah. Still interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on to the rest of the race. Um, we have uh, Mick into the wall again, and that was when they cut to it. I thought it was. I thought it was bad. I that thought was it was a really shot bad. and a half. Um, you just saw a bit of a. Like it looked like a kid's toy or something. It's yeah. like, what is that? Oh, I was I was, <laughs> just le- a bit I was the rear bit of the car. Le- legit in shock. They cut to it, and it's just like the car's in two halves, and I'm just sitting there like, oh no, this is bad. Yes, this is real bad. And then they cut away, and they did, you know, like they do when when they think it could be bad. Uh, they cut yes. away, but it was very very quick. 
uh, that Mick was on the radio saying he's okay. Uh, turns out he was pretty well unscathed after that. Um, but uh, yeah, he goes into the wall after what was another another weird incident. I think maybe he just dipped into the the wet line maybe and got on the got on the throttle maybe just spun the car. But it was it was kind of a weird one it seemed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, either way, it almost seemed like he apparently got off throttle early and that's what caused. Oh, it to that's spin. right. Yeah, it was like yeah. yeah, 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 lift off oversteer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like the engine. I think they were talking about the engine breaking or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Very, very strange. But yeah, he gets. We didn't even cover. Oh, go on. Sorry. No, 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 on. no. If you wanna, if you wanna go back, back a couple of steps. <laughs> I was gonna say we didn't even cover the almighty save from Mr. Oh, Zhao. Yeah. <laughs> How goodness. good was that? Man, fully entirely lost it. Echoes of what was it? Checo in twenty twelve, I think. Ugh. And yet somehow saved it and picked it up and carried on. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's some some go and quality watch that car if you control. Seen it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um. Yeah, I think there was a was it science running behind. Um... Science allegedly had a few really good saves. Yeah. I didn't remember them. There but was one. I, remember, I think um... there was there was one was one down the pit straight. I think he was following Perez maybe, and he he had one and he saved it uh, going down the yeah. pit straight. And I think that was a real big one as well. Uh, a couple of really 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 good saves uh, from a couple of Some drivers. Good driving out yeah. there amongst mm. a bit of sloppy driving. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost like the. <laughs> 20 of the the best drivers in the world perhaps yeah. oh, yes, yes. Um, anyway <laughs> but yeah so Mick goes into the wall completely destroys the car um full safety car comes out this is only lap 27 by the way uh we're not even yes. half distance um by lap 30 they throw the red flag to re- repair the barrier thankfully it was a tech pro barrier which is why Mick was not that uh that hurt he didn't go into a metal barrier uh thank god but um it it, it left us with uh, an interesting prospect, uh, and this is the next point I've got, which is the restart. Uh, but it left us with this interesting prospect in that both, uh, for, for lack of a better term, both the number two drivers in the team were ahead of both number one drivers. Um, and they were also, Ferrari and Red Bull also chose different strategies in terms of tyres as well. It was... It was a really intriguing sort of uh, phase where you're thinking, "Oh, is there what what could happen here?" Um, mm. And sort of there was a few imaginations: will they try and uh, try and do some kind of team orders, or will they will they let them race? Are the mediums going to just be that much faster? Or um, particularly the fact that I think um, uh, Ferrari were both on like ten lap old hards, and both Red Bulls were on completely fresh mediums turns out the mediums were just not even you couldn't get away with the mediums they were basically the same speed that was the first thing christian mm. Horner was after after the race we said mm. why'd you go to the mediums um and i think i think they thought that at the start they just really need to make a hundred thousand percent sure that they could cover off the ferraris mm. and then once they're actually moving they thought there was no way they could lose it after that regardless of how bad the wear got so yeah yeah i guess off of that they kind of made the right call even if but i guess for us as viewers it at least kept it tense right mm. which was nice once they started to really fall off yep yeah um but yeah so I think it was by the time we got to the the restart, it was a time timed race. By the way, we didn't get end up getting the was it seventy seven. Yes, I forgot because that's um, why it yes. kind of felt like there was so many laps to go. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't that long. Yep, yep, they yep. pretty quickly converted it to, to half hour. I think when there was half hour left, something like that. Yeah, so we had a timed race. So basically, just had to had to run out the time. Um, but after that restart, we 
we you know this entire race it's been super super interesting lots of strategy the wet to dry and then we get what is my final point which is the true sunday monaco experience yes um <laughs> in a couple of there's there's two sort of parts uh that, that i'm going to focus on here but let's let's start from uh from p7 uh down <laughs> yes um it is it, it's a timely reminder that we're still at monaco uh alonso is in p7 uh turns out he was going th- he was also on those mediums i think as well wasn't he um but he was going three to four seconds a lap slower than perez out in front uh he was by the end of the race even though there was only like half an hour left there was this idea that they're going to get lapped like uh if they keep going this slowly they are going to get lapped by these top drivers if they keep going this slowly yes. um hamilton despite the fact that he was getting extremely frustrated and that every single person behind Alonso, like I'm, I'm talking even like 10 laps into this restart, it was Alonso. And then it was like, it was P seven down to like P 18. <laughs> and it was just one <laughs> long train. He was going that slowly. Of, yeah. They initially strung out a bit and then he kind of was just keeping it mm. nice and steady and safety eddy. And then, and then, yeah, it cut to it cut to a point of the track map showing where everyone was. Mm. And there was kind of the top four of them in the last sector, and then was it? It was Norris and um and, and Ocon that were kind of like further down. I think it was right. Norris, uh, Norris and um yeah Russell, right? They were they were Norris right and Russell. Yeah. Sorry, yes, it was Norris and Russell. And yeah. then this massive gap to then basically your classic F one twenty twenty one gamer using yeah. infinite flashbacks around Monaco would know placed his wing ten times. With the entire uh, field just in a tiny multicolored yep, snake yep, on the track map. Yep. <laughs> and as you say, near the end, kind of part of the part of the chatter seemed to be, well, hey, actually, these guys are catching this train here. This could be a little interesting. It wasn't that long ago. Mm. What was it? Maybe I think it was the mid the mid twenty tens or something when we had um it was early twenty tens where we had a, a quite an intense battle for the lead and they came across an intense battle in the midfield and then mm. it ended up being that a car got shot into the barrier and it was all sorts of chaos because mm. the two fights kind of came together mm. and we thought a bit is this going to happen again are they going to sort it out are they going to be well behaved here so yep it did add a little bit of spice there at, a little <laughs> with bit that train. yeah but um, it was uh, yeah. <laughs> considering that hamilton unreal. was all over ocon earlier on mm. the fact that another alpine even yeah. slower and he yeah basically didn't even get an attempt on him you heard Hamilton nah. going oh this guy's moving around man yep, but yep. nothing nothing came from it <laughs> Just, yeah and Alonso, Alonso was so comfortable he, yeah, he was he came out after the race and he was like I'm paraphrasing but it was like it was very easy to keep Hamilton behind yes going f- see this is the this is the problem I have with Monaco despite the fact that it's been a great race he can go four seconds a lap slower and then the guys have, in front of him <laughs> then the guys in front of him and he says it's very easy to keep the drivers that can go f- uh, probably at least three, three and a half seconds faster than him. Yep. It's like, ah, oh, no, it's easy to keep him behind. It's like, this is why we don't like Sunday Monaco. Um, at least and we had a good race up to actually- that point. Yeah, I know. And he actually had pace there because near the mm. end, when oh, yeah. was able to have that penalty, he was in that train. They came on the radio saying, hey, by the way, your teammate's further down here and we he's going to get a five-second yeah. penalty. Does the fastest lap. And then he... <laughs> 
And then he did pick up the pace a lot, so he obviously had it there, but he's like, yeah. I have no need to go faster, which is yep. fair enough. He knows yep. he's not going to challenge for Norris and Russell. Mm-hmm. He's happy with the spot that he's in. Yep. Again, he's had a torrid season at this point. Bank the bloody points, mate. Oh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> so bl- I don't blame him. I don't blame <laughs> yeah. him at all. Absolutely. No, if that's, if sure. that's the strategy that you think, you know, this is the best position I'm get, I'm going to save these tyres for as long as I can, so that way I, they don't... As it turns out, if he, I think he was on those mediums, that he made the right choice because those mediums yep. by the end of the race, as Perez, um, as Perez showed, they they went off quite hard, um, and then yeah, like, like he once he picked up the pace, uh, yeah, he set a fastest lap, showed that, you know, actually no, he 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 can still go fast. He just he was just holding back to to save those tires. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I it's, it's it's a it's a fair strategy. It just kind of. Uh, it just kind of shows Monaco's weaknesses on a Sunday again, unfortunately. So, um, but that was from from P seven down. Uh, we had P six. We had Norris sort of running his own race. I think he wanted to push up to Russell. He came on the radio saying, "Oh, I can push," and never really kind of got even anywhere close enough to be able to push well, up. Well, so Russell. he wanted to push, and his team kind of said, "Keep it safe." <clears> he said, "Well, what's the bloody point?" He made a bit of progress, but I mm. think they realized that that wasn't going to do anything. So mm. they actually boxed him to give him a fresh set of boots. That's right, yep. And he actually was closing by mm. a ridiculous amount where you saw over the line, he actually was right behind Russell, despite being like four seconds behind the previous mm. lap. I think we saw, um, which you might you might touch on, is that because they were working to time, Checo seemed to actually be slowing them up a bit to have one less time under the race. Yes. And they were saying that if Norris had that extra time, with that mm. such a colossal advantage, he probably could have actually made it made it past Russell because he was absolutely flying there. Probably mm. didn't quality laps while he was out there. And I think he actually, in the end of the race, did get the fastest lap point, yes, right? Yes, I think he did, yeah. So, showing yep. that he was pushing really hard. Um, yeah. We didn't see much of it, but certainly that gap was, mm. yeah. Coming <laughs> down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, out in front, uh, obviously we had Russell P five, and then the, the the top four, uh, all still very very close. Uh, thanks to again, like I alluded to earlier, Perez, uh, couldn't get away on those medium tires because they just weren't, uh, they weren't quite as strong as as maybe they thought they were going to be in on that restart, even though they were fresh. Uh, fresh mediums to to mm. ten lap old hards. He just absolutely could not get away. So Science stuck with him, um, uh, or stuck with him, and then Max and Leclerc were just, they were just kind of in their own little train along here. Yep. Uh, and then Perez, uh, his mediums just started to go. Uh, he just started losing pace, and Science started to get very very close, uh, and everyone else behind him. But uh, as it turns out, it's Monaco, so it ended in the same four. It doesn't matter how slow you go, apparently, as Alonso showed. Um, it just kind of kind of ended that way. Um, mm-hmm. It was. It was a little. It, it was a little bit exciting thinking. Oh, will he try and send one here? Because you, you know, obviously, he was quite a bit faster. But really, the, was he was he gonna was he gonna try and send one uh, mm. on, on Perez? Perez is is quite good at defending, as we've seen in in recent history. Um, you know, I I just don't know if it was ever a possibility, unfortunately. So. Um, yeah, a Perez takes his uh, what's that third win of his career? His first third first win. win this first win this year. So makes um, him the most yeah. successful Mexican, Mexican driver, in driver terms of yeah. wins as well. Yeah, yep. and part of why he was bawling his eyes out in the podium, which mm. was cute to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, we we kind of got a bit of everything. We got uh, yeah, the the rain, uh, the, the changeover, the strategy, the Ferrari master plan, and. 
the uh the true sunday monaco experience for people who miss that from every other year so um yeah that that was monaco uh will it be the last time we see it that's uh that's that's a loaded question um (laughs) might go into a bit of that in our our yeah yeah podcast yeah well this this entire video is just a plug for the podcast uh go listen to that (laughs) Uh, this is just chapter one of three yeah (laughs) the monaco grand prix oh my goodness um but i mean to be honest i'm i'm I was expecting a lot less for, from Monaco on on the Sunday, so the fact that we got uh, got what we did, I'm, I think it was uh, relatively speaking, uh, I think it was a great race. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you had any other thoughts, but uh, that's that's pretty much all I've got. No, I think it was ironic that the one bit of action near the end, that again, very similar to last year, except mm. there was less because of a cutaway, and we didn't was see when it. we we saw. The back markers did end up coming through just... Oh, sorry. The front front runners did end up coming through two back markers. That's yes, right. I believe yeah. it was Zhao and... Was it Latifi, Latifi was fighting? I think it was. Latifi, yeah. yes. And we saw Zhao first let them through and then Latifi did. And actually in the back end, you could see that Zhao and Latifi were then going side by side outside of mm. T1. But of course, they just wanted to focus on the leaders. So mm. you kind of saw it in the background and then you didn't see it. And you kind of had yeah. the commentators going, Oh, it looks like he hasn't got it. Ah, well. Mm, but then yeah. again... <laughs> It was another run up that hill side by side that we didn't yeah. get to see. And yeah. I'm like, old habits die mm. hard. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. The broadcast. I, I mean, a lot of this, I feel like Monaco has it pretty bad. But I found out through, I guess, through the broadcast is that um, Monaco is special in that they do it through their local broadcasting system. So, um, which I think is why they have a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the issues that they do. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, that said, I think it was. I think it was a good, good weekend overall. Um, definitely, if we, if we didn't have that rain, it would be probably a lot, lot more boring. And chances yep. are, Leclerc would have, would have romped out ahead. And you know, there you go. There's the race. But um, you know, we we got some excitement, and I think that was pretty much all you can ask for from a Monaco race. Uh, I think so. In, in 2022. So, um, but yeah. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the race. Um. Let us know your thoughts. Do you do you think Monaco stay around? Did you enjoy the race? Um, who do you think is 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 title f- favorite at the moment? Do you, is it still Max Oof. and Leclerc, or is is Perez sticking his nose in there now? Um, <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's 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 a very very interesting kind of dynamic I think we have at the moment. Uh, leading into we got Baku next. Oh, it's a great track. Um, Ferrari. Oh, sorry, sorry, Ferrari. Uh, Red Bull are. Uh, uh, I think traditionally pretty strong there. So, um, yeah, that'll be a good one. But yeah, stay tuned for our Baku uh, preview. That one will be coming out. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, stay tuned for our... <laughs> you jinxed it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, stay tuned for our podcast. That's going to be the next one coming up, um, yeah, this weekend for Spotify and then uh, mid next week for, for YouTube as well. But, um, yeah, if you haven't already, uh, if you're on YouTube, hit like, subscribe, uh, tell your friends, uh, we got a few subscribers. I think we hit, we broke 50 subscribers, which is kind of neat. That kind of came Woo-hoo! out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, remember to follow. You'll see all our things in the feed, and then you can listen listen when you want, and you get the the podcast uh, upcoming a few days early, early as well. But uh, again, just want to thank everyone for for listening or watching, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you, uh, or you'll hear us in in the next recording <laughs> or the next video. Take care, everyone. Ciao.